Hello, everybody. So the parsha today is um, Harbuch Kosai. I have a quick thought on Parsha's Bahar. So the Torah tells us when a Jew is poor, becomes poor, and sells himself to a guy who lives amongst us. So again, you have a guy who's living amongst Kal Yisrael, and a, a Jew becomes poor and is forced to sell himself to this guy. Okay, maybe even to work for the church as like a you know some sort of a worker, a laborer, and it's telling us the Torah tells us that it's important that one of his brothers, his relatives, his brothers, a Jew, should re- to try to redeem him quickly so that he doesn't um, get swamped or affected by the culture of the of the non-Jews. And you know, when you redeem him, you obviously have to be fair monetarily. Make sure that it's uh you know you redeem at a proper value, and if you don't, then he ends up going free at Yovel. Again, this is in Eretz Yisrael. So again, it's a guy who's moving into Eretz Yisrael, who is, becomes wealthy, and you have a Jew who becomes poor, and that Jew is forced to sell himself to the guy. It's telling you a mitzvah, telling you the, the parameters and the, the mitzvah of the mitzvah to make sure you try to redeem this Jew. But in passing, the way the Torah tells it to us is funny, and Rashi picks up on it. It tells us about the ger becomes wealthy, imach, with you. And then it says, and the Jew becomes poor, imo, with him, with the guy. So again, the guy is becoming wealthy with you, with the Jews, and the Jew is becoming poor with the guy. And Rashi explains that, that um, again, this is in Parak, uh, this is in Chavhei Memzayin. So Rashi says that what caused the guy to become wealthy Imach, the fact that he's clinging to you, the fact that he's clinging to the Jews is what's causing the guy to become wealthy. And on the converse, it says, and what causes your brother, the Jew, to become poor, such that he has to sell himself? Imo, the fact that he clung to the to the guy, through the fact that he learns from his bad actions. So there's like some sort of reciprocal relationship going on here is that the guy moves into Eretz Yisrael and he becomes wealthy because he clings to the Jews. And the Jew uh, learns from the guy and he becomes poor. Right? So it's like you got the guy coming in low and he rises up. And then the Jew who starts out high, he goes down. And in a certain sense, it's like, it's almost like the Jew and the guy are changing places. Like he's, the guy is being influenced to the positive by the Jews. And then the Jew is being influenced to the negative by the guy. So a few questions. One is, well, why is it associating wealth with the Jew and poverty with the guy and his actions? I mean, Jews are, is that, it sounds like a stereotype, Jews have money. But is that, is that a thing? Why is it that Jews are necessarily depicted as being wealthy and the guy whose bad actions are depicting him as being poor? That's one question. Another question is, there's something funny about this. Is like you imagine you have two friends. One's at a high level, one's at a low level. So you'd think is that they mix together. You'd imagine that maybe they rub off on each other, and they both end off somewhere in the middle. Here, it's almost depicting it. It's like the guy learns from the Jews, and he becomes wealthy, and then the Jew learns from the guy, and he becomes poor. And it's almost like they trade places. Does it happen that way? So you could say no, it doesn't really happen that way. But it's talking about on a societal level. It's saying the guy comes to the Jews and he learns from good Jews and he ends up going higher. And then a, a not as good Jew learns from the guy and he becomes poor. So some of you, but you know, maybe not in this very same person. But I think it's possibly even within the same people. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. And one last question is, 
Why is the Torah doing this? I mean, the main point of the Torah is to tell us the halacha about what happens when a Jew sells himself to a guy and how we have to redeem him. In passing, it's like using the word imach and imo to teach us these lessons. What causes the Jew, the guy to be wealthy is he's clinging to the Jews. What causes the Jew to become poor is he's clinging to the guy. It's just like a passing word which Rashi picks up on. But what's the lesson that this whole thing is trying to teach us? Okay. So let's take, I guess, the questions in order. So first of all, what he's saying is that <clears throat> the wealth and the poverty. So oftentimes wealth and poverty are a matter of, not, not 100%, but are very much a factor of a person's decision-making. A person who makes, who's a, who's a chacham, who lives a life of discipline and self-control, is generally going to be thoughtful. He's going to make good decisions, like Mishlei type of thinking. A person who makes good decisions, he's honest, he has values, he has ethics, he is thoughtful. He's going to end up being, you know, avoiding pitfalls, which often, um, you know, lead people to their downfall. He's going to be able to make intelligent decisions. He's going to be able to plan for the future properly. And generally, he's going to end up finding success. And on the contrary, a person who's like, let's say, compulsive, and he doesn't have self-control, he doesn't live a life of Kedusha, he's oftentimes going to make um, short-sighted decisions. He might be corrupt, and the corruption might pay off in the short term, but ultimately it ends up leading to downfall. And basically, like a study of Mishle is a study of how a person who's intelligent generally will be successful, and a person who lives foolishly generally is going to fail. So that being the case, so you, you have now this guy <clears throat> who moves into Kal Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael. And it could be oftentimes he'll do this because, you know, maybe the, this guy senses that the Jews are wealthy or the Jews are successful, and he wants to be part of our society. And the thing is, while that might be true, it's oftentimes it's true. He hangs out amongst Kal Yisrael. And maybe he's, again, I don't know if every guy learns from us in that way, but it could be a guy, a guy who is so positioned or has that kind of a leaning. He might see what the Jews are doing, and he might appreciate it, and he might learn from it, and he may cause them to become successful. He may make good decisions and learn from our, uh, from our ways. But at the same time, he doesn't start off that way. He starts off like a guy, and maybe he's living like a Baltaiva, or he's living in this compulsive life, which is possibly attractive to Jews or to some Jews who basically might be living in a path of Kedusha, but they're kind of tempted to to do the Taiva thing. But they may not necessarily, you know, know how or have the opening to pursue it. But then insofar as they interact with this guy who comes into Eretz Yisrael, it could be that I could show them a thing or two and kind of point them in that direction. And in that sense, it might end up happening that the very guy gets pointed in a good direction by his interaction with the Jews, and he rises up and elevates away from his Taivas, and on the contrary, the Jew who interacts with the guy in his early going, at least, he might end up being impacted or pushed down a route, a path towards a downward path. And it may end up being a trajectory of, um, of let's say, type of living that type of a life. And that might end up leading to his poverty. So you can end up having, even in the same people, I would think, <clears throat> you know, you may have two good friends or who meet up. One's good, one's bad. So, you know, proverbial good and bad. But it might be that. Again, the good one will influence the bad one to raise his level, and uh, at the same time, and push him on a path of good. And at the same time, the bad one will influence the good guy to end up being on a, again, a downward spiral, and it could end up they could reverse. Such a thing does seem possible. And yeah, so the question is, okay, fine, but what's the point of this whole thing? Who cares? So it could be it's like yeah, somewhat of like a cautionary tale. It's like it's trying to tell you the main idea is when did a guy choose himself to guy him? This is what you have to do. You have to redeem him. But in passing, it's trying to tell you there is a tendency like this. There's a tendency that Goyim may want to move in to Kalatarajishal, may want to move into the Jewish society, may want to blend in with our businesses and whatever, because they see that there's a large, there's often success amongst the Jews. 
And there, there might be something you might be say, hey, that's great. Let him learn from us. We'll stand up. We'll show him. We'll show him how to be intelligent and make a good impact on him. And while it might be that's true, one has to be very cautious and careful because the same time as you might influence the Goyim positively, the Goyim may influence you or other Jews negatively. And there's an appeal. There's something enticing about the lifestyle of a guy, which could draw people in and could put them on a negative path. So I think it's just identifying these tendencies in man, which, uh, you know, which go in both directions. And it just, we have to be cautious, careful. And so far as our interaction with, let's say, Gaim or people who aren't living the same type of lifestyle as us is, um, you know, I think as they say, I don't know who says maybe the robber or something, is like a person who does Kirov, you have to be careful that you're doing Kirov to them and they're not doing Rikhuk to you. So it's like Kirov is a tricky business. And oftentimes we have to be aware of our tendencies, which might be, you know, opened up or, you know, aroused by our interactions with people who are, uh, you know, who are on a different path from us. And even though we might be thinking we're trying to help them, sometimes it ends up uh, negatively affecting us. All right. So, um, so I guess was, oh, one other thing. So what's interesting is basically the Torah so, totally is not talking about this. The claim shot Torah is talking about what do you do about redeeming a Jew who gets sold to the Goyim. But like implicitly, through putting in the word imach and imo, it says the Ger Toshav is with you, and the Jew becomes poor with him. It's like one word, which doesn't necessary, or two words which aren't necessary, direct you to this ideas in passing. And I think it's just interesting, it's the Derech Torah to do that. It's like, you know, these subtle extra words here and there or whatever, allow the Torah to be have the main shot of ideas which is uh, it's being presenting, but then at the same time, they're like hidden hidden ideas based upon small subtleties. Okay, have a good job, everybody.